Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. The Farm Answers Podcast takes a deeper look at projects funded by the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture's Beginning Farm and Rancher Development Program and how they are reaching beginning farmers and ranchers. Hi, Alejandro and Soraya. Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. Hello. So today I have Alejandro and Soraya who are with Adelante Mujeres. And can you tell us a little bit about your organization? Maybe we'll start with you, Alejandro. Um, what do you do there? Who, who are the people that you serve? The organization is Adelante Mujeres. And it started 20 years ago. And it serves the Latino families. Um, the the organization the organization started with uh, women, but then we are were adding mm. their, their husbands, and now it's the whole family. And uh, so it's growing. Yeah, it is. That's awesome, Soraya. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, I was gonna say so. Um... There are three main pillars to our organization. As Alejandro mentioned, it really was born out of uh, supporting adult women um, in accessing education and um, literacy classes, GED classes, et cetera. It has grown to include um, not just this education pillar, but also a micro enterprise department, which is where our program, the Agriculture and Food Sovereignty Program, is housed. And we also have within our program, a health equity program, as well as an Empresas program that we collaborate with pretty closely, especially around this project for beginning farmers and ranchers. And the third pillar of the organization is leadership and advocacy. Um, We're based in Forest Grove, uh, Oregon, and we serve Washington County. Okay, very good. So not only have you grown in the people that you serve, but also really in the the organization's work. So you started out um, just doing one thing, it sounds like, and now that's grown to three things, which in 10 years, I think that is, um, that's pretty impressive. Can you talk a little bit about the project, though? So we're, we're here today to talk about beginning farmers and different programs that are available to them. Can you tell me a little bit about the the grant funding that you received? Yeah, we decided to join with other organizations like Single Farm, Row, Corp, Farm, and uh, El Huerto de la Familia, Next Door. each one of those organizations has its own participants, and uh, but today we're going to talk about what we as Adelante Mujeres do, and they are doing their, their they are helping their people too. But um, we can talk about uh, what we are doing here. I'm. I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, yeah, when we had talked before the the show a little bit. Yeah, there were several of you that were on this grant, and you are just one organization that received funding. Um, so we're, we're going to focus on you. But I'm glad you mentioned that because it is 
It's a unique collaboration. It's one I haven't encountered so far as I've been recording. But um, yeah, tell me about what, what you all have been doing with your portion of the, the grant money. We have been educating or training our participants to first to grow healthy food. And then when they are ready, they start their own businesses. Uh, we have now some who are selling at our, we have two farmers markets. So they are selling in, in, in those markets. And these people are interested in going bigger if it's um, possible. Um, but um, I think that the, the main thing that we do is to train them how to grow in this uh, climate uh, that is very, very weird, if I can say that. Uh, <laughs> you can absolutely say that. Maybe, maybe tell me a little bit um, more about what you mean by that, like the climate where you live or just that fact that, you know, the climate seems to be a lot different the last few years. In, well, where we live, uh, for example, last year, we were harvesting peppers on Christmas Day, <laughs> which is really oh. weird. That is very yeah. weird. I agree. As a Minnesotan, yeah, I yeah. was I was at home, tucked in my cozy, you know, snow yeah. home. Yes, so it it is uh, it is it, the climate is changing, and uh, this year um, mm -hmm. it rained through almost through June. So, uh, like one one example that we have uh, is uh, the garlic. The garlic didn't didn't grow as usual. We are harvesting little heads instead of the the, the normal. And I blame the the the, the weather, the, the rain, because mm -hmm. this is the first year I see that uh, that situation. So that's what we are doing. Also, we are trying to to connect them with. Uh, uh, a group of uh, dry farming from OSU Extension, the Oregon State University. They have a, a dry farming program, and we are connecting them with with that organization so that people can start learning how to grow with less water. Is because we are facing droughts here. No, that uh, that all makes sense. So as conditions have changed, you're you're working with folks to learn how to how do we combat this or deal with this, and then uh, yeah, in times of drought, how can we still continue to grow our own food? So is that done um, via like in person trainings or videos online? How do you guys support your farmers to provide this education? We have a 12-week program or a class. And after that, when people graduate from the, 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 the class, 
we give them individual help. We work one-on-one. I, we go with them to their farm and see what they are doing and what they need, or they call us, email us to, to see what is their needs and what we think they, they should do or they should not do. Well, that sounds, um, that one-on-one support yeah. seems really critical with these beginning farmer programs because when you're out in the field you're kind of there by yourself so to to have that support um Soraya did you have something that you wanted to to add about the the programming or some of the techniques that you're using yeah just um Alejandro started by describing our 12-week sustainable agriculture course which he leads and is done fully in Spanish um, because a lot of time this information is not available in Spanish So this course provides participants with those skills and necessary knowledge around soil health and regenerative agriculture practices. Then we also provide these specialty um, workshops for our graduates of this course. And in those, we kind of dive deeper into specific topics such as beekeeping, such as um, uh, making different types of composts and compost teas and identifying uh, bugs and just more spe- addressing more specific problems that folks are experiencing on their farms. Um, then also, as Alejandro mentioned, we provide technical assistance and one-on-one farm coaching. We work uh, with our Empresas program that I mentioned earlier with uh, for folks that are eager to start their own farm businesses after they take our course, after they have kind of gotten like, um, or after they've been like bit by the agriculture bug, we can say they will go through this uh, six week business course that we provide again, all in Spanish. And after that, we do one-on-one coaching with them in order for them to further develop their business. Um, We provide support in accessing land. The Empresas program provides support in accessing credit. Um, And then we also provide these folks with access to markets. Um, We run two farmers markets, one that's right outside our office in Forest Grove, and another one that's about 10 minutes away in the neighboring city of Cornelius. Um, these farmers markets provide an incubator opportunity for these beginning farmers to really test their products on the market, to be able to have that direct market outlet, which we all know provides them with the largest amount of uh, profit for the product and the highest price. Um, we also collaborate with our- I was going to say, but wait, there's more. There's more. There's more. No, I'm really impressed. I'm like, you're hitting all like all the talking points and all the things that I that you hope to hear about, you know, incubating farmers and starting businesses. And then we have a program once they're done with the other one and they're going to farmers markets and we're trying to maximize profits. Oh, by the way, there's also accessibility. And then you were going to say more, too. And I but wait, there's more after this. And that's definitely the approach that we try to take at Adelante Mujeres of being holistic and recognizing that folks are 
need different types of support. And one person isn't going to be the expert in everything. Mm. So really working together with our other programs in order to provide that that support that people need, especially not just on the agricultural troubleshooting side, which is what our team does, but also on the business side and being able to access credit. Um, In addition, um, we have like a, we work as a coalition with our Western Oregon Sustainable Agriculture Partners. And recently, um, two weeks ago, actually, we hosted our Dia del Agricultor Latino, which serves as a all-day conference, educational conference for Latino agriculturalists. And, you know, this program really doesn't exist. Alejandro um, can yeah, provide a detailed history on why this event is so important, but we're just excited that this grant provided us with the opportunity to bring all these folks together to not just learn from different um, presenters and the topics that of that day, but also learn from one another mm-hmm. and really share best practices, share what folks are doing to um, become more climate resilient, to use um, different methods of extending their seasons, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that sounds, uh, it sounds really cool. I have not heard of, um, other programs like this. I like that you're, you know, you're working with Latino farmers and you're, uh, you're meeting them where they're at offering it, um, you know, in, in Spanish, that seems, that seems really important. And then you also mentioned this was a collaboration with the, um, help me out, Western Oregon Sustainable Agriculture. Yeah. So that was the group. Uh, the kind of the banner umbrella under which um, the grant was given. And so you all came together, the different groups, it sounds like, and were able to have a conference. Um, Alejandro, do you want to give any um, context around the conference or kind of what drove um, its its genesis, its beginning? For several years, we were participating in the the Small Farms Conference from OS you in Corvallis, but they all were in English. So we tried to look for interpreters, but it was a little inconvenient due to the the building. So people Mm -hmm. who were only English speaking were a little bothered by the, the noise the interpreter was doing. And our participants didn't get the, the, the message because of the noise. So we started thinking about having our own so that no problems with interpretation. And, and so we started the first one in 2019, but unfortunately, COVID came. Right. It, uh, <laughs> I know where this was going. <laughs> Yeah, so it killed uh, two years of our, our uh, events. But this year, as uh, as Suraya mentioned, it was uh, it was great. People were were so enthusiastic and uh, eager to learn and to share what they were doing. But yeah, we we are now uh, happy to have our own 
our own meeting in one language which we all understand and that's why we are grateful for these kind of grants too, that help us uh, do these things. Well, it sounds like it was a smashing success this year and it's interesting to hear how it kind of evolved that, you know, you were willing to go back to the drawing board to try some different things in different ways to make it work. And then ultimately, it sounds like you've arrived at a really good solution, um, just having a separate conference. And it sounds too like the demand is there that um, there's that many Latino farmers in your area um, to support it. So I think it sounds really resilient. Do you, um, we, as we kind of wind down now, I have a couple just uh, final questions, but do you have like a success story that either one of you want to share about one of your farmers that, you know, has gone on to, to do great things um, as a result of the training or support they received from, from y'all? Yes, there are several, but uh, I'm going to highlight uh, Claudia, uh, Claudia's story. Uh, her mom, Doña Asuncion came to my class. I think it's it was two thousand eighteen or nineteen. And she, Claudia came some evenings, and she was there. Sometimes she asked some questions, but most of the time was just uh, with her mom. Then uh, mm -hmm. they started. Oh, Asuncion started using a, a space at the community garden. And Claudia was there sometimes, and uh, I, I could see that she was not interested at all. But uh, when they had uh, their first, or I think their second harvest, she came with such a conviction about uh, growing their own vegetables. And uh, I was um, installing drip irrigation one time, and she came to me and said, can I help you? And and I said, of course. So she learned how to install the drip irrigation, the system that we use. And now she's helping their neighbor, her neighbors, her aunt, and her own, because now they have a bigger space. She is installing it, and, and she's good at it. But... I, I so some, somewhere in there, she got invested. Yeah. And I, one thing that I, I really admire about her was one time I came to the garden and she was all by herself. And I said, why are you here? And she said, well, I, I love being here. Where is your mom? She said, they went to the beach. So instead of going <laughs> to the beach, she was at the community garden taking care of the vegetables. And uh, so I, I could see the change. And the, the last, um, I think it was, yeah, the, the fall class, she came with her partner. They came to the whole class and now they are growing their, their vegetables for the market at a place where they are uh, renting. And the other thing is that there is not enough water at that place. So the owner mm -hmm. bought one 2,500 gallon tank and one 
and another one of 5,500, how do you say, 1,500 gallons. So they, yeah, so they filled the two tanks and they are still using it now. They are still using the rainwater. They haven't started using the, the, the well. So, and she is so wow, happy. Wow, that's great. And, uh, and she was one of the the um, presenters at the Dia del Agricultor Latino. I asked her because of her enthusiasm and her willingness to learn and her her willingness to put in practice the techniques too. So she was teaching and uh, it, it, it is great. But I, I think that story is very important to me, how people can change when they see the results in the garden. I think it's a great story. That's like a total 180. And I love the fact that she chose the garden over the beach. That that says a lot. What do you like? What do you think changed, though, or made her change and be like, I like this? Because I mean, she sounds like she started out pretty, pretty stubborn and disinterested. Yeah, she told me that first was the flavor of the, the the vegetables. She said that it is mm. nothing better than that than that they bought at the store. And the second one was the abundance, because uh, Doña Asuncion told me one day, I don't know what to do with all the vegetables I am harvesting. And I said, Well, you can sell it because you are putting your efforts in growing it. And that's how we started talking with them about selling. And they tried the first, I think it was last year in the, in, in the Cornelius Farmer's Market. And they were happy, so they, I, I, I offered them a bigger space, and that's where, where they are now. And so far, they are, well, there are challenges, of course, but they right. are enthusiastic and willing to, to do whatever they can to, to succeed. I just want to add, sorry, that the name of their business is called The Veggie Box. <laughs> And so after having that successful harvest and wanting to take this to the next level, they did establish a business. And right now they are leasing that space that Alejandro mentioned, which Mm -hmm. we actually helped them connect uh, with that landowner and also like supporting them through the lease process. Um, But yeah, it's a little less than half an acre, but they are dedicated to using these regenerative agriculture practices there. And they are, yeah, quite a hit at our Cornelius Farmers Markets every Friday. It sounds that way. And they sound like they are very, very good farmers, too. And I think it's a great story that it was, you know, the results of seeing like, this is what happens when, when you, you know, when we grow our own food, we have an abundance. And as a gardener myself, yeah, there is, you can't buy this kind of stuff at the store, not at all. So um, we got to wrap up here, but how, if I'm a beginning farmer, how do I learn more about your program or what should I do? You can visit our website, 
at okay. adelantemujeres.org. And our regenerative agriculture program, our agriculture and our regenerative agriculture courses, you can sign up and learn more on our website. But yes, they are 100% in Spanish. So this would be for folks that speak Spanish. <laughs> Understand. No, that's, um, that's a good call out. And like I said, there's a definite need for that too. Uh, do you have any social media where people can follow you? Yeah, we are on Facebook and Instagram, as well as YouTube. If you would like Ooh. to see some of our other success stories and other videos from the other programs of the organization, you can find those there. Okay, so you can learn more at the website at alantemujeres.org or um, at Facebook, Instagram, or my favorite, YouTube. <sighs> Sounds great. Well, um, I want to thank both of you for taking time to talk with me today. It's really fun to hear about the work that you're doing um, out in Oregon and um, just the work with, with the community that's often, you know, underserved too. So thank you, Alejandro and Soraya. Uh, thank you for this opportunity too. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Farm Answers podcast. This episode was hosted by Betty Burning, produced by Curtis Monken and Jeff Reisdorfer. Listen and subscribe to the Farm Answers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major streaming platforms. Tell your smart device to play the Farm Answers podcast. To learn more about this USDA NIFA BFRDP project and other projects, visit farmanswers.org. The Farm Answers podcast and farmanswers.org are funded by the United States Department of Agriculture, National Institute of Food and Agriculture, and are a product of the Center for Farm Financial Management at the University of Minnesota.